Hello, this is episode 253 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha already. I can't really think of a title for this podcast. What I have at the moment is Combined Souls Healing Generational Patterns. I'd hoped to do this podcast with somebody from Germany, but I think it was too big an ask. I take my ability to be in vulnerability for granted and also share my own journey and view it in a spiritual way too. In some ways, it seems a slightly daunting podcast to talk about because I've been working on a lot through other people in the background. And whereas I don't have a difficulty sharing my stories, I have a real need to keep other people's secrets. So you're going to have to bear with me while I try to navigate my way through that. But I think this is a really big time for this conversation as we look across the globe. It's about healing generational patterns in humanity, such as these require such balance. And this could be the balance in relationships which we need to create that I've just spoken about in the last podcast, and that's why they go together, because these imbalances exist for many reasons. But ultimately, one person always diminishes themselves for the gain of another, and there's always someone on the pedestal. And it feels as if society is breeding this model of existence right now, or at least I seem to see too much of it. I have this overwhelming need to take responsibility for everything gone before me, too much so others don't seem to have this affliction. It's not about being a good white, that that will just make everything okay, erase everything that's gone before. It's not about thinking you understand or implying some other injustice to something you get. It's about feeling and healing the ancestral pain. If you really owned this, could there be any anti-Semitic attacks in Germany this week? I remember being on a school German exchange tour when I was 16. There was so much about that trip that was pivotal in my mind. It really formed my understanding of the injustices in education how people were streamed into different avenues which determined their careers and their lives from the ages of 11. It showed me the judgments in that and the bullying, even on the bus on the way into the different schools. But I was really struck by all of the exhibitions that we went to see at that time because the Berlin Wall had come down just a year before. I was so struck by the sheer documentation of every citizen and everything that had taken place. And I remember a discussion in the classroom where people admitted, and it was someone of the teachers who started the conversation, that the documentation had been released for them to see who had reported different people and informed on their neighbours and the sort of actions and trauma that were buried that were starting to come to light for people. But I look back on the conversation now and I'm not sure that anyone really took it on board or really understood what that meant or really owned their part in it or realised the implications for their families going forward. 
And I think that this is the more beautiful conversation that I wanted to have about how souls from opposing backgrounds, which have caused the pain to each other, can come together to heal. And this was really sparked by a post this week on my social media about an egging incident um, at an apartment block in Germany. And it might be eggs, but it might as well have been an anti-Jewish scroll across the door. Like we might as well have been back in, you know, 1938 Germany for the event. But too often when people from opposing backgrounds come together, they don't really embrace the culture or the history or the horribleness I'm talking about like all that documentation that was uncovered of your ancestral deeds in what took place in a country. It's kind of skimmed over and assumed that in your tolerance to be together, that you somehow made it right. Like the questions that I I, I wanted to ask were, you know, what happened for the first Sunday dinner where the families were introduced to each other? And you had two families and one that had afflicted such pain on another family just because they were Jewish. You know, were all the, the, the photographs of the military personnel, were they all on the mantelpiece in pride or were they put away or were they ignored? Or how does that work? How do you really navigate each family's part in what's happened? And yet I know that people have navigated this on a really deep level because they've very deliberately gone through multiple religious ceremonies to come together. They've acknowledged each other's family's historical background. They've talked about this trauma very openly. They've brought both their cultures and their languages and their background to their children equally from both parts. And so there's a total acknowledgement of each person in their wholeness. I think too often when we think about people from different backgrounds, different religions or different events such as these coming together you're assuming that one person is watering down themselves that they're compromising in some way that they're not really owning their past in a similar way but differently in order to take on education I became the most educated person I could I rose to everything that was possible. But this doesn't mean that I want to take someone else's power away. It doesn't mean I measure people's worth on their education. It doesn't mean that I expect people to do what I've done to be good enough. I suffered so I could change the suffering. I didn't do it to measure myself off someone else. Or I didn't do it because I felt diminished to begin with. I did it because I knew it was possible. 
It doesn't mean that I want, for example, black people to lose the heart space that they work from so beautifully. And I, I, I wrote a piece on this about this time last year where I talk about the difference of heart over mind. And I struggled for a long time to explain to people why I love black writers so much, why they speak to me on such a deep level. And it is this sense that they create from a completely unique heart space. And now that I have begun to do a lot of research into Druids, going back to the first century in Ireland, I understand that we used to create from the same heart space in Ireland. And I see that a few individuals carry that forward, particularly in music. It's very prevalent in certain parts of the country. And there is this, this sense that the Druids who took their doctrine to the grave with them, who didn't record their heart space, and they left this broken-hearted space behind. And that's what I see in, in black writing in particular, that that beautiful heart space comes forward. And you can't pitch that off education and make one better than the other. You can't diminish either person and ask one to dilute a part of themselves in any way. And so this is what I, what I go on about, where I, I worry about the measure that we have of literacy and the measure of whiteness that we have in the world. I don't need to erode anyone else in my possibility. I need to be secure. I need to be my best. I need to see the beauty and the best in everyone else, and particularly in the unique ways of their culture, that's the only way that we can have true healing. I don't want someone else to rise and compare themselves to a white educational scale. I don't want any comparison or compromise in anyone else. I could be talking about the balance of the feminine and the masculine here. The woman who doesn't glow in her feminine pair so that the masculine can feel bigger than her. I could be talking about the lack of honest balance between any interracial marriage. I could be talking about the imbalance every migrant feels when they travel to somewhere and they feel that there's something better in the country that they've traveled to than the one that they've left behind. They've compromised their whole identity to fit in to feel good enough. And this is why there are four books in the current series. There are four signals, there are four separate origins of pain, and they all have to be healed in their uniqueness. And this is why when people say to me, I, I, can't, I can't put people in boxes, I can't see them as being different from, you know, white, black, brown, what difference does it make? And I explain that the pain signature for each is different. And until you've reached the story of the pain and felt it in an entirety and felt its roots, nothing can heal. It's not about seeing people differently. It's about realizing that the roots of their pain can't all just be dumped into a tub together and moved on from.
But this is not a simple or a pain-free task to fully heal, to fully see each other. And so this is the journey that I really wanted to record in this podcast. Because I want you to look out for these stories now. The people who have truly come together from opposing backgrounds and healed the trauma of generations, owned their culture without compromise. It can be massively triggering to do this. It's, it's the same ultimate simplicity created in the complexity of the layers here that I talked about in the last podcast. But in uncovering each of these layers, each of the assumptions, each of the generational ideas that are carried forward as a given, in that compromise, in eradicating it fully, in that sense of not belittling yourself to build up another, it doesn't matter who is on the pedestal, only that one person is, one race, one generation, and another not. You can't ever have compromise if you want this healing. But there are people who've done this beautifully, and I want you to look out for those stories.